Harrison Army Rising. The church is the breathing grounds for raising godly men and women who are willing to apply kingdom principles and values to bring transformation to their respective societies. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the Great Commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and sometimes others to do, but they don't do unless we see that we pray for god to raise right ministers in our nations we pray for god to raise right tax collectors we pray for god to raise right security agents they are bold and fearless standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away but we don't quit for we know no defeat the agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. Hallelujah. We want to give praise to God Almighty for this opportunity has granted me to Sir, be here to worship with you tonight I'm grateful to God for the life of the national head and leadership team for the great work they are doing here Anyone in the United States we want to Pay homage to the pastors and wives for the good work you are doing. But I want to, on behalf of the executive council, to specially thank the officers of the church of Pentecost. We want to thank the elders, the dickens, and the dickens. We know of your labor of love and your sacrificial service to the church of Pentecost. When we say the church of Pentecost is in over 135 nations, we mean it is because of your unfortunate. We want to thank you so much for your commitment and your love for the kingdom of God and for the church of Pentecost. Jesus Christ was not only a teacher. He wasn't just a preacher. He was a caster of demons. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. And so if you really want to confound this generation, it is if you want to confound this generation, bring the powers of this generation down. 
We want to then commit all our arsenals on board. Jesus is not there. He is alive. And his church is ever powerful. And the giftings are in you. Tonight I came to resurrect the giftings in your spirit. So that all the giftings will be in operation. We don't have to just limit this check to counseling and psychology. What we have, it is more powerful than counseling and psychology. The counseling is good, but we have more powerful asanas that Jesus gave to the church, like discernment of spirit. Like... All these gifts are in you. And if you want to take this generation, these gifts must work in the church. So I don't want the pastors to say that I am a teacher. Who should go and pray? Then you shouldn't also say that for me, my gift is praying. Who should teach? Jesus taught. He preached. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. If we are his followers, we have to see a church that teaches good doctrine. That prays incessantly. That has power over demons and healing of sickness. And we must be able to raise the dead. When I was in Tamale, two young men came to tell me how they raised a dead person. Now, this member of theirs, he had passed and they had actually prepared him for barrier. In the north, they don't just uh, delay at all. It's like the Muslim religion. You die and then you are buried right away. Now, sorry, Bano. Now, so when this young man heard that this fellow is dead and that they are going to bury him, they decided to go to the family house and ask for some time. So I was listening to them. So what happened? And they said, they told the family head, give them some time. They are going to pray for their, their brother. So what happened? They prayed for two solid hours. Two solid hours. Looking at the corpse. And trying that life should come into the corpse. Two solid hours. Then I told myself. If I were the person who went there. I would have asked the family head whether this man is truly dead. And if the family head says he's dead. The next thing is to take the person to the grave. If 
if Jesus comes, will he still find faith in the church? Brothers and sisters, the scripture reveals that Jesus is not there. He is alive. And he's alive today forevermore. I want us to engage Mark chapter 5. One of the most powerful chapters in the Bible is Mark chapter 5. It begins with Jesus' encounter with a man who was infested with demons. And who lived among the tombs. After casting these many demons out of this man, he crossed over to the Galilee's side of the sea. Where his popularity had really grown. There came the ruler of the synagogue. You can say the presiding elder of the synagogue. He came and fell at his feet. He had a challenge. The daughter was sick and about dying. He employed Jesus earnestly to go to his house, Jairus' house, and lay hands on the sick daughter so she would not die and but live. Now, while Jesus was on his way going to Jairus' house, then Mark brought in another story of a woman with an issue. She has been bleeding constantly for 12 solid years. Now, look at how things are going. People have needs in the church. If there's no power in the church, you can't stop people from following other people who are claiming they have power. Because people have needs. People have needs. Now, someone infested with 2,000 demons. Human being living among the tombs. Now, now, Jairus, the whole presiding elder, the daughter is sick and about dying. He needs healing. Then among the crowd was a woman who has been bleeding constantly for 12 years. Now, after dealing with this woman with the issue of blood, you know, he was on his way to Jairus' house. But after finishing with this lady, messengers came from Jairus' house to tell Jairus 
Don't bother the master any longer. Your daughter has passed on. But Jesus ignored what he heard. Went on with Jairus to the house and raised the dead girl up. But today I want to zero in on the woman with the issue of blood. So we read from Mark chapter 5. From verse 24. Mark 5 from 24. So Jesus went with him, that is Jairus. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Twenty-seven. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she taught. Other version says, she said, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that Power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see people crowding against you. His disciples answered, And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Now say no Everywhere he went, he was doing good. 
The mighty healer, he heals the lepers. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. Because of that, the Bible always recalls that wherever he is, there's great crowds. My crowd is crowd. Today I don't want you to just be in the crowd. But I want you to release your faith and touch Jesus that you will never leave this place the same. Among the crowd were the skeptics. They were just skeptics. They wondered whether this man could actually heal. Now, so they were there to just check up whether the healing he gives is real. Now, once you are near I suspect that among the crowd were family members. So some of them would just be telling people that he's my uncle, he's my uncle. Now, friends and acquaintances. Now, I also suspect that among the crowd were the sick. They are afflicted. I also believe that among the crowd were children. Women who need the fruit of the womb. People filled with demons. And who need deliverance. I suspect there were alcoholics among the crowd. I suspect there were men and women prostitutes among the crowd. But around him, he has power to touch all these people. Of course, among the crowd were also the disciples. But in the midst of the crowd was a woman with an issue. There was something on the mind. Something was troubling her soul. For 12 years, she has been bleeding consistently, non stop, constantly. 12 years, discharging blood. And scripture says that she has been subject to bleeding. What that means is that she is being under the dominion of bleeding. This sickness determined how her movement. It determined her weight. It determined what she ate. Subject to bleeding. The spirit of bleeding. 
This sickness of bleeding was virtually dictating her life. In the name of Jesus, I come against any force of darkness, any spirit that is causing you trouble. In the name of Jesus, I cast it out. May the Lord bring deliverance. May the Lord bring relief. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now she has done all she could, the Bible says. But instead of getting better, she grew wise. Somehow the Bible recalls that she is suffering under the hands of doctors. Hmm. Because she's moving from one doctor to another. From one injection to the other. One drug to the other. From one concussion to another. From one prayer meeting to another. Yes, instead of getting better. She grew worse. She was not only being tormented in the body. She was socially a reject. On account of her condition, now, according to Leviticus 15, she was ceremonially unclean. Leviticus 15, from verse 25. When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, at a time other than her monthly period, or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days of her period. Now, Moja good nappy. Na and yen in subwo bread. Anasa ne woosinitra nin subwa. En ye na woosania and wuntia nina nunina ne ne woo in tisania nin subwo and nanumu. Any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean. Nani naya or das wobiara. As in her bed during her monthly period, and anything she sits on will be unclean as during her period. Now, 
we are taking the big one. Anyone who touches them will be unclean. Now, Biara, Odenensa, Ekanono, Nehonte. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean till evening. Now, Onsi, Nentaria, now Fansio, Injare, Nanehonte, Kosi, and Yumere. This is Old Testament stuff. But during Jesus' time, it was still applicable. So you can imagine the emotional torture that she was in. She was physically suffering. And socially, people did not just want her. And she knew her state. And if she touches someone, it was tantamount to stoning to death. She was ceremonially unclean. And therefore was not permitted to enter the temple. Even the temple rejected her. She has no access to the priest. Because you cannot make the priest unclean. She was not permitted to be in public without making people aware that she is unclean. Now, so you have to announce that I'm unclean. I'm unclean. So that people will give way. Which of us would like to be doing this? So she struggled to get out of this kind of predicament. But instead of getting better, she grew worse. I'm sure by this time she was lean and gaunt. Anyone who touches her is also made unclean. That is why you must announce your presence. But that you are unclean. But when she heard about Jesus of Nazareth, he has always been the game changer. Yes, you know that Biara also sat When she heard about Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of the Most High God, Colossians 1:15. Colossians 1:15. The Son, the capital S, is the image of the invisible God, the God we don't see. The sun is the express image. The firstborn over all creation. Because 
Verse 16, please. Now, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. That is the son, Jesus. If we say, Nimuno Bo, Niomenina, Niawa Ostro, Ninia was as a song, Dear Wonghunu, Ninia Onghunu, Ewumo, Radio, Impanino, Tumidio, Niomanunina, or Nam the So, na a boy. Amen. He is before all things, and in him all things. Hold together. Now, no, now, dear, Dinina can. Now, your men, you know, at him, Nemo. Now, if you are bleeding with blood, Samoja, too, what means is that things are not holding together. Not just a near monkey can't you any, but in him, all things hold together. And your men, you know, at they hold together. And your men, you know, can't you the next verse. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. We should be the number one. Now, no, Nini Padia, any asafunitri, only Vitiasia, a Wufuamu Abakan. Next verse, please. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus. That when you mention the name Jesus, the fullness of God zooms out of the name. <laughs> In my first station, there was this lady who came to us complaining of ailment. So she was sitting at the hall. I was with my son. He was just a toddler. So he was sitting on me and I was listening to her talk. Then after she's finished speaking, I said in the name of Jesus, just come out of her. When she started screaming, my son was tapping me and asking me what is happening. Because I just mentioned a name. And this one is screaming. 
And my son is saying, who is beating this sister? What is happening? But you see, when we mention the name Jesus, the fullness of God is in him. He doesn't come and leave healing behind. How many of us have the Holy Spirit? Let me see. Now, God gave us only one gift. Jesus Christ. And Jesus gave us only one gifts. The Holy Spirit. But when the Holy Spirit was coming, he was a package full. He was a package full. In the name of Jesus, let every burden be lifted. In the name of Jesus, let doors that are shut be opened. In the name of Jesus. Now, when we mention the name here, it can work for you in your home. In the name of Jesus, let there be deliverance. He is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. He is the sovereign Lord. When he wants to take a decision, he doesn't need a presbytery meeting. He, he doesn't need consensus. He is sovereign. He is independent of all. And above all, the all-knowing, all-powerful Lord. See, probably, the person who introduced Jesus to this woman might have told him about how Jesus cast 2,000 demons from the man at Gadira. Or maybe how he brought back the son of name from there. Or maybe how he called Lazarus from the grave. But somehow, what she heard about Jesus lifted her faith. She then decided to do the unthinkable. She decided against the norm. And, and to do the unthinkable and the unpermitted. I will not declare my identity. I will not tell the people who I am. She told herself, I will hide in the crowd. I will go behind him. If I just touch his garment, I will be whole. I will be whole. So she hid in the crowd. Navigated to where Jesus was. 
very frail and thin. Now, just a wire, ha, 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 now and I suspect that she has to master all her strength. Trying to move through the crowd. Very weak person. Then somehow, she cut the garment of Jesus. And the Bible says immediately. Immediately. She felt in her body that she was freed from this infection. Before she could say Jack, Jesus said, hey, stop. Someone has touched me. Now you can't touch anybody. How much more this rabbi? Now Hey, joy was somehow cut. I've been found out. And then Jesus asked the disciples, someone has touched me. And the disciples were saying that you know how people have crowded on you. Everyone is pressing on you. How can you possibly ask who touched me? And Jesus said, if you will not help me, I'll look for her myself. If Jesus is looking for you, you'll be in trouble. So he kept looking for this woman. And if Jesus knows that you are the fellow, and he's looking for you, he'll be coming straight to you. And the Bible says that when the woman found out she couldn't escape the eyes of Jesus, she came and fell at his feet. And told the whole truth. Then somehow, Jesus surprised her. Says, My daughter. My daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your infirmity. May your faith heal you. Tonight, may you leave this place in peace and be freed from all troubles. Who is your strength? Is your strength that man who is fixing you money? You have been in bondage. Yours is more than bleeding for 12 years. But today if you have a little faith like the master Then you just pack your things. Leave that place. And you will be freed forever. And you will go in peace. And you will be delivered forever. Maybe you are looking for the fruit of the womb. As you hear the sound of my voice. May your womb be opened. In the name of Jesus. May the womb be opened. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You see. We were having a prayer meeting somewhere. 
And then I decided to touch this lady's hair. I was just laying hands on people. Then I laid hand on her. And immediately I took off my hand. Her head was burning. So I wondered what was the problem. I attempted the second time. And then this time I was just putting some few fingers on her. I knew her name. So I said, what is the problem? She won't speak. She was just pointing to the head. This is a daughter of Abraham. Abraham, Baba. Born again sister. So I mustered the career and prayed for her. But when we finished the prayer meeting, I told my wife that this lady's head was burning like fire. The following week at prayer meeting, when we opened the floor for testimonies, she was the first to fetch the mic. Last week, I was dying. And next, she went to work and she fell sick. Now the doctors felt that she had to be admitted. So she was admitted. But knowing a little bit about what it means and how to die, she knew that she could pass any time. But that Monday was our prayer meeting. She decided to steal herself. If nobody will steal you, steal yourself. Stole herself from, from the hospital, fetch a taxi, and straight to the prayer ground. And then she tells us that after the prayer meeting, that was it. Jesus is still alive. When we meet like this, and he's here, he's here with innumerable company of angels. And there is a blood that speaks better words than the blood of Abel. Tonight, the blood will speak for you. Amen. It will plead your cause yes, in the name of Jesus. Jesus name. Tonight, in Jesus' name, may all the giftings that are in you be resurrected Amen. in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Shall we rise and begin to bless it? for listening to today's word subscribe to our social media handles for life transforming messages